Hey, how's it going? Welcome in to Irish NFL show. Uh, it is Tuesday night, <laughs> uh, 10 o'clock, two minutes past 10, joined by Colin Cronin, Brown O'Leary. And depending upon the guest and day of the week, potentially Mark Cockerell as well. Uh, how are we doing? Uh, very well. Uh, I think um, given what the, the Broncos have been at today, I am um, very well. I thought today would be busier. I don't think it's it's turned out like the chaos that we saw last night and throughout tonight when we woke up this morning with a number of deals done, but uh, some still interesting storylines um, today. What I've learned what I've learned in the NFL is that you might have a view on a certain deal when it's not related to your team, but when your team's involved, uh, people tend to change their thoughts on things. Yeah, it's, it's been uh, obviously very quiet today in regards to yesterday. I've got a feeling the next few days are going to be busy. Um, well, busy for us anyway. Paddy's there, like I mean, it's, it's going to be a good crack. But uh, I think that I think the one thing I wanted to say last night, I didn't really get a chance to say it. I I think that the Sean Watson thing is going to take a few days, boys. I I I don't think it'll be done before the end of the week. Personally, maybe what will happen is we'll wake up tomorrow morning now and he'll be signed. Uh, do you want to start with, with the overnight stuff, boys? Um, call me. You woke up this morning and 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 ticket your fancy last night. Uh, there was a few deals at like one a.m. to three a.m. and then it just sort of seemed to stop. Well, I suppose you know. Um, obviously, it's close to home, but um, the Broncos um, bringing in Jones from the the Niners, um, I, I think, is uh, is a big big move. When uh, when I initially woke up, I had seen kind of um, chatter, and I thought he'd gone to the Chargers, and I thought the Chargers had solved their um, their run uh, issue. But no, uh, I I think it, you know. It'll given the Broncos Shelby Harris moved in the trade. Um, I imagine he'll come in instead of Mike Purcell. But he's a guy who, you know, um, initially took time to kind of find his feet, but the 49ers have developed him. And I suppose one of the things that's probably interesting about that move and just the, the news kind of came out just before we've gone live is around compensatory picks because the the rams all of a sudden who you know everyone we joke about how the rams you know don't have um many picks well they now have eight picks in in the draft because of the compensatory picks and given that you know um i think they they didn't um have a a pick in the 2018 draft in the first two or three rounds and four of the guys from that draft have gotten paid um, big time in the last uh, couple of uh, days, be that resigns or gone uh, gone elsewhere. So there's definitely still uh, plenty of value to be found in the later rounds of the the draft. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, I suppose, around the compensatory picks, how they come about in terms of players, in terms of developing coaches. Um, But that uh, just came out just before we went live. And well, just we as we were wrapping up last night, I kind of said about the fact that Chargers have signed a defensive tackle who was quite a bright spot for the Giants. And during the night, Sebastian Joseph Day, who was with the Rams and played in the exact same stadium, is essentially swapping dressing rooms there to sign for the Chargers, which is another defensive tackle. So, again, to Colin's point, they're certainly looking to resolve that issue around stopping the run. Um, from, from look, you, you were talking about Broncos, uh, selfish point of view last night, Giants made some. Signings on the offensive line, two solid ones, one in particular from the Colts, who's been um, probably the second best guy that they've had behind Nelson. So to see him come in was good. And kind of joke for column today where Dave Gellman was, was 10 years Giants GM, was take, took five years for him to sign players in August before a season starts. Our new GM is signing, assigned three offensive line guys in the space of 48 hours, which is good to see. The Rogers contract today, I'm sure we'll come to talk me back. Um, we knew it was going to cripple them, and probably explains why a lot of uh, work has been done, which we touched on yesterday, around how many players are trying to get recontracted and out the door because they knew the enormity of that contract was coming today, and it's been confirmed since how significant that contract is. But I believe we'll come to it, and um, we'll come to the Deshaun Watson stuff as well, uh, Michael. Indeed, indeed. We are presented by Trust Gaming. We're also presented by the Arlingus College Football Classic, which is this August in Dublin. And we're also presented by Mini Arcade Systems. Thanks for everyone watching in live on the show and also listening on the podcast. You can get involved on YouTube, folks. You can comment on YouTube. We'll put your question 
if suitable onto the screen and, and try and interact with it where do we want to start I, I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna whip this out again don't worry i mean it's it's uh it's I, uh, i'll go with cowboys i think we should start well, with the cowboys. cowboys thing was intriguing like what is going on in in dallas at the minute like i i get into the car after work and seeing the randy gregory news but then seeing the cowboys had announced that he was staying and then a guy that i follow on twitter vic lombardi said he's coming to denver and i was like okay what's going on there well J jerry is fuming apparently because jerry had done a lot of the work so randy gregory apparently had issued had offers from a number of, of teams could have gotten more money um but jerry personally intervened spoke um to to randy and they they had a, a deal done it was all verbally agreed jerry thought it was all good to go and um whether it was steven whether it was somebody else in the cowboys organizations they started tinkering with the language in the the contract and um understandably randy was none too happy with that so um i he he ends up coming to to the broncos uh, i i think um it's it's an interesting one particularly given it, that that's what jerry wanted so uh, there may be you know I, I, if it's steven i'm sure uh, you know it'll get sorted but if it's not steven there may be repercussions for whoever uh, didn't do that now um you know a friend of the the show jane slater says that they are looking at von miller we know obviously the texas connection and he has a house uh, just outside dallas but um i don't think uh, anything further has happened on that as uh, as yet so um but that was just one of the the moves involving the the cowboys today we say understandably, I assume we mean understandably as in the sense that the Cowboys are right to put that stipulation in the contract because the guy has missed 54 games in his career. He was suspended for 14 games in one season. He was suspended for the entire 2017 season. He was suspended for the first six games of the next season. So I think the Cowboys are well within their rights to... to uh, but that, you, but not, not after it's been agreed. Uh, plus the league well, has it's, changed. It's, it's tampering period. So nothing's ever agreed until it's signed. And it doesn't well, get signed. Until Wednesday. Well, that's that's why he's no longer there. Plus, the league the league no longer tests for for marijuana, so it, it's it's I, now it's now no no longer a suspension. It's uh it's a fine, but you uh you can play. So no, we, we don't know what the Cowboys were looking to exploit in terms of the contract. I think it's obviously his agents has taken. I'd say we'll hear soon enough. Like, we'll I think it could be more financial than anything, to be honest, because maybe the agent has said, "Hang on a second, I thought I was getting a significant cut in the contract, and the contract isn't what I thought it'd be." And maybe Randy Mercury feels that like he's worked more because, in fairness to me, he did, you know, despite all the off the field stuff he's had, he's had a really good season. I think Colin was alluded to it today. You're always you see it throughout the years with players that have a really good season and they, they leverage that season to get a really good contract and then it doesn't materialize thereafter i don't know if that's because they've got paid and they I suppose their their eagerness to play really well is gone to a certain extent or because they don't fit into a new system that's i suppose it's a combination of both in terms of different players throughout the course of their careers he also he led the league last year in sacks under three seconds with a total of three uh, and also uh, tied first for turnover by qbp quarterback pressure um look he is one of the most impactful pass rushers last season i guess my question is not just in ronnie gregory lads but in terms of dallas and what they've had to do with restructuring and we did talk last night a bit about cooper where does this leave them lads going into the new season like where where do you think they need to adjust over the next few days like von miller is talk von miller i may, maybe going to dallas con can you see um not not just for the NFCs, but what did they have to do to get back to an NFC championship game? You know, before I have children at some point. Uh, well, uh, you know, that's the the Jerry Jones sized uh, question, and yeah, Brian, I totally understand they'll want to to sort out the language, but when the team's official twitter account announces that the the deal is done, yeah. um, I I get it, like, and and by the Jane, what Jane Slater is saying, many of the players have uh, similar language, but they probably should have sorted that one out before they announced it. For in terms of what they do, yeah, I'm sure. Look, they're they're going to look to they're going to have to, I think, bring in a couple of names. Given that Amari Cooper is gone and and Randy Gregory is gone, Jerry's going to want to make a splash. 
Well, there's a couple of things. Um, the Giants were guilty of doing it last night. They tweeted out that they had agreed a contract with uh, Negrinsky coming in from the Colts. And one of the beat writers said, well, hang on a second. You're, you're basically confirming the deal during a tampering period. You know, like, so we're pretty much saying the same thing. Cowboys have done the same today. That's the danger of doing these deals, I suppose, within the 48 hours before it's officially the free agency period. Uh, for the Cowboys... I joked with Fred, who's a big Cowboys fan, he follows the show. Uh, inadvertently, everybody seems to be doing the Giants' favours over the past 48 hours, maybe with the exception of the Eagles within the division. Like, you heard Cody and Wolf's reaction last night to Wentz coming back, and the Cowboys have, like, they lost Williams today, who was a significant offensive line player. He's gone to the Dolphins. We touched on Cooper. Wilson, who we didn't really get into last night, was quite a decent wide receiver for them. He's gone to the Dolphins as well. We've got Randy Gregory. The Miller deal to me strikes was he's a really good player and he's just won a Super Bowl. It strikes me of a bit of a panic situation in the way like he's kind of the top guy on the list. So let's go and get him. Does he actually fit into what they want to do defensively? Um, that will come to I suppose come to fruition in the long run. And then it looks like Lel Collins is going to be traded to the Patriots. It looks it's come out in the past there and a half that he looks like he's going off the Foxborough. So like they've lost a lot of players. In a short space of time, and do they? Like, yeah, and Cowboys fans are no better than me and yourselves. But did he have the the draft capital to, you know, replace those players quickly? And you know yourself with, with players coming in, you, some will some will strike it half very quickly. Some won't. Absolutely. And a few comments there. Fred saying, "Lads, I said it before the season started. He didn't want to listen. I always listen." Uh, the window was shutting fast, and any chance of Super Bowl run? Fred, I got into my car after work and seen your tweet and. Had to reply a big gif of Jerry Jones going like that. Thank you for the pick. The Just seeing Keith's comments, it's pretty similar to what I'm saying there. Like, yeah, yeah, Connor Williams going to Miami, potentially Lil Collins going, uh, who is going to protect Prescott? And that's, you know, and Brian, you mentioned it there now, lads. Like, you go through yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and then suddenly a lot of players have gone, a lot of players have been traded. And look, it's not like you're sitting in a, in a store closing down, you're getting slim pickings on, on St. Stephen's there, boxing there or something like, but you're sitting with a fewer selection than you had beforehand. I think this Von Miller situation is intriguing because he obviously owns a chicken farm, which if nobody didn't know that day, close to the stadium, I never thought I'd say that in my life. Um, and well, I never thought I'd say this. Brian, do you want to shout out what you just put a message into the group saying there? What's the... Oh, don't worry, this isn't a significant. So in that it's very, it's very significant. It's, it's NFC East, and uh, I, I personally think it's huge news. Oh, well, it's just back to the point I made last night where, where we are in terms of a quarterback situation. We need someone that's going to challenge Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor's coming in as the backup for the season, which, look, doesn't come as a surprise. Me and Colin discussed the Jabitsky contract this morning, 48 million over two years, 7 million a year for a starter. Pittsburgh was a fair contract, I believe, for the Steelers, but for him to come in in the, in the cap situation that we're in would be, to be honest, too much when we have too many other situations to resolve. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's a you know, he's a serviceable quarterback. And I wouldn't say he's at the Teddy Bridgewater level and Teddy's better, but he'll do a job for you if you're called if he's called upon. But uh, he's there to fill a hole in. The uh, column, Jerry O'Shea just tweeted us with a picture. He's watching the show on TV saying this is better than the RT analysis of the United game. I can't watch the RT analysis of the United game. So uh, hope you're enjoying it, Jerry, if you're watching either. But th thank you very much for your support. Colin, what were you, you going to say? Uh, well, if you want the United analogy in terms of contract years, Ryan Giggs was always amazing in contract years, um, and uh, so you know the that 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 would uh, play out. Um, I for for me, I suppose just in in terms, I, I think if you're looking at at Dallas also in terms of Von Miller. Um, you obviously have um, DeMarcus Ware, that connection, and um, DeMarcus put up on his Instagram reels earlier uh, where, you know, it, that it could be Vaughn and, um, you know, the the defensive rookie of the year, uh, you know, not far off being the defensive player of the year, and um, DeMarcus Lawrence, who signed a, a new deal with the, the Cowboys. That would be a pretty nice trio uh to to have there but the cowboys have been noted over you know the last number of years of, for the strength of the o-line so that is something that they're going to to have to um to look at and the the collins one is interesting because that has gone through 
firstly there, there was going to be a number of teams interested in him then he was going to be released now it looks like the the patriots but you wonder why there isn't more of a market for a player of of his ability yeah i, I agree with you come because there's been a few teams tout this week that would be interested even the broncos that were considered as one um and I, I am surprised that he didn't have more more options but um he's like he's a very solid player and Going to make sense in a way because the pages have been busy today, not so much a free agency signing, but more a little wheeling and dealing with trading. Um, Jack Mason, who has been on the offensive line, has gone to the books. So, obviously, we spoke last night about the fact that the books were marked and made, made some valid points around the books and chopping and changing. And Brady very quickly would be looking to make sure they got players in that was also put around them in terms of protecting them. And he's gone there and they've done a deal with the Browns being a linebacker as well. So, uh, They've done a few trades today, and that's that's the nature of the paces we're so used to seeing these wheeling and dealing with toward and fourth round picks swapping around and fourth and fifths and all the rest. So, but it does start to make more sense as the day's gone on that they've gone in for Collins because they did lose Karish yesterday, albeit used the center to um to the Bengals. So, yeah, it's kind of a swap in it one in one out, which is we see that every year with Bill Belichick. There is uh, obviously news today on Aaron Rodgers' contract, which has been signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. Um, I'll keep myself going here. $42 million in 2022, $59 reduce in 2023, $49 in 2024. That's $150 million over the next three years. And the first two are fully guaranteed at signing. Colm, um, is Aaron Rodgers the new head of NAMA or have I missed something here? That's a lot of, that's a lot of money. Um, obviously, you know, he, he, he wants to get paid you could argue he deserves to get paid and uh, it's now a big season for him uh, to try and convince or to try and get Devontae Adams back on side with the Green Bay Packers management. Yeah, it is. It's certainly a lot of money. I think what jumped out at me was, and Pat McAfee himself kind of had to put his hands up because when this news, when Rogers announced he was going back, obviously Ian Rappaport had said that it was going to be a 200 million four year deal and that that was basically denounced as fake news and we were told that Aaron Rodgers was going to take a team friendly deal um so it's it's not it as Pat McAfee himself said said it works out with the incentives and everything else it's about 184 million and uh, over five years um because they, they have the, the void years and, and whatnot um so not far off what uh, Ian Rappaport had had said um it's yeah I, I mean i suppose the we have seen the moves that the packers had to to make in terms of getting themselves in, in a position and obviously it reduces the cap hit the this year it's all it's really intriguing to see how the cap works because your you know salary can go up but your cap uh, number uh, go goes down I the, the Packers are the fans I think are going to be delighted look Rodgers is is staying and, and this essentially guarantees um that it is it is no longer the last dance um you know unless there is um you know an out that we are currently unaware of and the devil is in the detail when it comes to the contracts but I think this means that Aaron Rodgers is going to be uh, a Packer for certainly um the next two probably three years and and then they let's let's see uh after that but yes they still have work to to do because as we keep hearing Devante adams says that he won't play on the tag brian do you think Devante adams will be playing in green bay in september and if so will he be on the tag or will he somehow negotiate another nama style celtic tiger deal I think he'll get his contract. I think this I said last night he's he's joshing for joshing for a position in the Grand National. He's making it known that he wants that contract and I think uh, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to do it. I think the Packers have a lot of work to be done tomorrow because by I think it's eight o'clock our time. Tomorrow even every team needs to be under the cap, you know, and then after that it doesn't get looked at again until July. So they need to custom players tomorrow and there's a few there and you know, I think Declan, who's good follower she was asked the question, where does Smith go? Who's just um been released by the backers. I think he'll go back to the Ravens. I think that's a it's a fair show. It's been discussed today, Tyra too. Tyra, yeah. Fair point. Um but yeah I think Smith will end up back at the Ravens. He's bare he's been there with a big sign at the time and he moved from the Ravens to the Packers. I think he'll find a home back there. 
But uh, to my point, I think the Packers will cut a few more players tomorrow. I think it's an interesting day ahead from tomorrow because I looked at the numbers last night. They're still substantially over the cap to get rid of a few, free, free up the extra money they need. And look, we spoke to James Parma last week and he said, these guys find ways of massaging the numbers and somehow by the opening weekend in the season, I, I'd imagine Adams has his contract. I think he's going to go. I'm putting it out. That's my bold prediction this week. And I think I'm going to get a text from these boys tomorrow or the next day. So saying, can we go live? And I'll be like, no, it's Paddy's day. You think I think we'll do one you big, big thing. Hmm? You think he'd be traded? I just think something big is going to happen this week and it's not going to be the Sean Watson. I just, do I think he could be traded? Yeah, I think he could. Now, one team I don't think he's going to be traded to Brian is the Jacksonville Jaguars. If anybody's seen my Ian Beale meme last night, I've got, I've got <laughs> yeah, it's dropping very left. Well, I woke up this morning and I seen DJ Shark is going to the Lions. I think the Lions fans in Ireland are going to are going to be delighted with that. Um, and yeah, Colm, uh, I haven't got the finances on me, but I would say from the way that he's played, it's it's a decent contract there. Like I could you imagine if the Jaguars kept him after yesterday? Like they were literally like running in the pine land or whatever it's called in the South deals and picking up whoever they can get and they're paying over the odds and they were just happy to run around and get it. Like at one point last night, I think they got Evan Ingram during this show, and I was like, like, I mean, who do they want next? I mean, come on, like this is ridiculous. But uh, DJ Shark's not gonna be there. And I would go as far calm as saying if I'm Lebiscus Chenault's agent, I am on the phone to every team in this league right now. Get me out of here. Um, well, I we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I, I just think it's it's a, a Jacksonville tax essentially um, that that you have to overpay to to get guys to go there, and it's very difficult to get elite talent to go to a franchise that has struggled. Uh, you know, they you yes, they they have the the AFC Championship game that they probably should have won, but they didn't win it. So it, it's a franchise that has been down in the doldrums. And yes, they have uh, Trevor Lawrence there, but given the upheaval that they had with Urban Meyer, given what people saw last year, um, you know, we, we've we seen they released Miles Jack today. We know what's gone on in the past with, with players leaving with the GM. For while while you may be saying Chenault is going to want his agent to pick it up to find a way out, I think there'll be plenty of agents that might be saying to you know their guys, you know, yeah, you might get a bit of extra money there, but that might not be the the best option. Now, Doug Pedersen can change the perception, but it, it's very difficult to to turn that that around and to to really kind of. Um, sell it to two people in terms of you know that 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 they can turn around because you're you're looking at it and the whilst the division isn't you know very very strong and given the issue obviously that the, the Colts have um, you're you're still looking at the Titans and saying you know they are firm firm favorites so it's not like there's a clear path if players decide they go to go to the Jags that yeah okay we can make a real playoff run so I think that's why they're they're throwing it out there but you'd have to say that at the moment it looks like yeah it, it looks like they're they're buying a lot rather than you know buying real real talent i still think there's a little bit in there with the fact that and you've just had there on doug, doug peterson the fact that he like he's won a super bowl you know i know he's had a year off and he had a difficult last season with with the eagles and there was a whole fiasco around the the changing of quarterbacks in the last game of the season but he's still won a super bowl he's still beating the patriots um, like Evan Ingram going there and Sheriff from the from Washington kind of struck me as he knows players within the division he's been playing against, he's been dealing with teams and players, you know. So he's looked at players and he knows good players on the opposition and he's taken them in straight away. But yeah, like the Cork one still, even today, I went looked at it again, it's staggering. Um, DJ's gone, Miles Jack's gone. The funny thing when Miles Jack got released today, the amount of people engaging with, with, with our page and other page was very much even in America, we're all saying. God, I'd love to have him on my team. Those Patriots fans, even Keith said there, geez, I'll take him with the Dolphins. You know, he's still got a lot, a lot to give. And, you know, he's quickly moved on from the Jags. Is that the right thing to do? You know, sometimes the prayer that you have is, isn't, you know, you're getting rid of prayers that you have. We know the system and know the 
the surroundings and you're bringing in players expecting them to hit the ground running. That may not be the case. And I was surprised, you know, it's a, it has to be a financial situation because he's still got, he's still a very good player. And as I said, there'll be a lot of teams to take him. And sooner or later, he'll get signed quick, quickly enough, I'd imagine. Um, Tom Brady in the box, uh, trying to touch on as many teams as we can here. Picked up Russell Gage from Atlanta. Uh, in his career, he's played 61 games and he scored nine touchdowns. Colin, can Tom Brady turn him into an elite wide receiver? He probably can. Let, let, let's be honest. Yeah, he can. I mean, that's that's what the, the best QBs do, essentially. Look, um, Eric Eric Decker, uh, how, how much money did Peyton Manning make? There will be no slander of Eric Decker. Eric Decker. Let, let's not start this time. Very, very handsome man, but um, when it came to, to catching the football, very glad he was catching it for, for Tom Brady and Tom, uh, from Peyton. And, and Tom Brady does the same thing. And Aaron Rodgers has, has done the same thing. The, the best QBs make those around them look better and, and particularly obviously when it comes to tight ends and and wide receivers um gage kind of had a, a really solid end to last year given the stuff that went on um with uh, ridley and um just not having a whole lot of other options so um yeah it, this is a i suppose a, a deal that makes a lot of sense um he seems like um a much more stable character uh that the bucks are, are bringing in I, I don't think it will be quite as temperamental as it was with uh antonio brown and uh i saw his um his tweet about the move he seemed um pretty pleased about it and in fairness he got a, a character reference from our friend uh d orlando who said that he always found him uh fantastic to to deal with so Sounds uh, like the the Bucks and and Brady are going to be pretty pleased to, to to bring in a guy who maybe flies under the radar a little bit up to now. So let's see what twenty twenty two looks for him. Yeah, Colin made a very good point there. Like the last back end of the season when the Falcons were struggling, Gage was quite significant in the sense that they were other teams were kind of focused on Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts and Gage benefit from that. And when he did, he looked like a really you know really good explosive. What a saver. And like we said last night, with Antonio Brown gone from the Bucks, you know, they will look to find another player that can fit into the system. He, you know, he's, he's in the division. You know, it's not a, a big move, you know, location wise. And then it's an under radar signing, but it'll be, an, it'll be an efficient sign. It'll suit the Bucks. And like when you, when you look at his yards per reception kind of average, and, and as I said, he hasn't played a huge number of games, but like he, he averages over 10 yards per reception. That's um pretty uh, significant, and uh, he'll certainly be a, a weapon in their arsenal. He's quite similar to Ridley in a way. You know, he's explosive after the catch. You know, the, the yak, as they call it, yards after catch, and takes short pass, and he turns it into 20, 15, 15 20 yard gains. Like he, he got the Falcons out some holes towards the end of the season. It's, it's a good sign, and it's not, it's not an expensive one either. So it suits them down to the ground. The books lost um, an interesting one. They lost Whitehead today, who was quite you know, predominant in the defense the year he went to the Super Bowl, he's gone to the Jets, which um, the Jets have made some smart moves over the past 24 hours as well. And the Bucks have also, um, I think they got Shaq Mason or the Scent. Yeah. They got Shaq Mason for the Patriots for a fifth, fifth round pick. It's been that sort of week, boys. Uh, I want to talk about quarterbacks. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we talk about quarterbacks? Or do you just want to go in there? I think we're going to Sean Watson route now, are we? Well, yeah, like we're looking at the whole merry-go-round. I've seen tweets today, and somebody can shoot me down for this, but um, people talk about the Falcons. The Falcons are whispering contenders for, for Deshaun Watson. Um, <laughs> I've seen Matt Ryan restructured his contract, but I, something tells me, I, I don't know. I, I, I really do think, instead of this, I, I think this Watson thing is going to take a, a while to be to be sorted out. And I understand teams are obviously dying to get people in. I mean, let's, let's look at Deshaun Watson, Jimmy G, Colin... We haven't got a show again this Sunday. Do you think either of them will be traded before Sunday? And uh, to whom right now? I'm going to say Jimmy G to Indianapolis and Deshaun not traded by Sunday. How wrong can I be? Very wrong. Um, well, I, I think the the Jimmy G to the Colts is probably lo looks the most likely. Obviously, if the, the Falcons were to, to bring in Watson, then would that mean that 
Matt Ryan goes to the Texans, or would that mean that they look to to deal him elsewhere? I suppose for the on the Jimmy G thing, it's really how much of a market is there for him, and what can the 49ers get now? Um, they you know they have to to move on from him because they can't keep that that contract. Um, but it it certainly seems like the market has shrunk, given that the Steelers have. Um, brought in Trubisky, and you know they're not going to bring in another name. They they may draft, but they're they're not going to bring in. So I, I think the market has shrunk there. I think the the Watson thing is is going to get done by the potentially the weekend. Uh, it, yeah, it will play out over the next couple of days. Um, you know you've seen the the teams kind of um, and and the Saints are De- Declan's put that the Saints are. Ale- currently the favorites but you know i've seen quite a few um people today say that the browns are going to make a really really strong push because they just don't uh they they think they've got a really good team there they really like their head coach but they just don't believe in in baker mayfield um the the that uh i suppose has fallen that relationship has fallen apart and given that they have made such a play how how do you go back to to Field now, I think uh, you know it'll be it'll be very difficult. I do think it will get because the the Texans want to to move on from it um, until the next tragedy that um, befalls that franchise. Um, but the so to me, I imagine, yeah, he's meeting teams at the moment. Uh, he has the the no trade clause, um, uh, but yeah, I, I think by Sunday that will will get done. Brian, use your magic balls and tell us where he's going to be. I agree with Colin. It'll be done by Sunday, and I'm convinced it's the Saints. I think the Falcons is a leverage situation. Falcons are trying to drive up the value for um, the you know for the Texans, and here's what they get because they've got three teams in the same division. Essentially, the three teams leading the, leading the charge to get them. I know the Browns are in play here, um, and if you look at the Browns, you look at the Falcons. Like, do we really see Matt Ryan is going to agree to a trade? To the Texans, with all due respect to Texans fans out there, or like, like Baker Mayfield is more likely to end up with the Texans. Um, I don't think the Browns will pull it off. I think, I think it's the Saints. I mean, from his point of view, I think it's it's crazy in the sense that he's the one calling all the shots now. You know, understand he's the no trade clause and he's meeting the teams and he's deliberating with his team around where he goes. I mean, after the year he's had to be in that position, it's it's kind of mind blowing. But um, I think he'll take his time, but I think inevitably in the end. If he looks at all three teams, including the Browns, I think the Saints, bearing in mind they were one game away from being in the playoffs with, with by and large, a run of a mill quarterback in James Winston until he got injured. Then they had Trevor Simeon come in. They were essentially playing with their their world card option in Taven Hill, and they still were nearly one quarter away from being in the playoffs. I think he would look at that and recognise that they are still a strong side. And if they get him would certainly be giving the books a run for the money in the division. So for me, yeah, he'll be there. And the Jimmy G's, you know, what I would call it was, he's just had an operation and he's not going to be thrown again for uh, 12 weeks. I know he's not a rookie, so it's not a case of him having to go off and do any pro days or prove himself, but it's still something that the teams will take into consideration that right now they don't know his health and how he will become June, July. Uh, imagine he'd be fine, but I think they'll hold off and that's probably one that might get done around draft time. Uh, but I do think it'll be the Colts. I don't think Arthur Blank would treat someone like Matt Ryan in the in the, in the sense of bringing in Deshaun Watson and just letting Matt Ryan get treated. Somewhere. I, I think he'll let Matt Ryan run it out, whether it's this year and then that's it, or 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 whatever way they want to do it. I, I just think they clearly have a lot of respect for Matt Ryan and his family in Atlanta. So even though it's a business, I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, I'm, leaning, I'm leaning towards the Saints at the minute. Um, obviously it would be great for us with London and stuff but it would be it would be intriguing and it would be like watching Harry Potter to see how the new the Saints get the cap down to get him in um, intrigued to see I think the reason Deshaun Watson is, is meeting teams on his own accord is because the sheer lack of top end quality at this position is, is staggering at the minute in this league um, and teams are panicking I, I I can see your argument for Jimmy G going later on in the off season, but I, I think he, he's either starting in San Francisco or he's out. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he'll be out ASAP and the teams are desperate. Like like here in the Colts, 
literally rang up the phone for the crack asking about the Sean Watson last night. Thinks makes me go, <laughs> what's going on here? Um, but, but what I would sorry, sorry, Colin, go ahead. Sorry, no, just billion billionaire owners. This is what you're you're you know you're you're seeing, I suppose. Um, and, and look, it, it's always been in the the league to a certain extent, but um, owner with with the the way in which teams have become so expensive, right? The 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 people who own teams, you are talking about multi billionaires generally, and they tend to um, you know get what they want and. You know, Jim Irsay wanted Carson Wentz out, so Carson Wentz was no longer there. Jim Irsay, you know, thought, why why not look to, to bring Deshaun in? You see similar sort of thing, I suppose, in, in relation to the, the Panthers. I mean, their owner is a, is a guy who's made his, his money as a, a hedge fund guy, so he's just going to run the numbers and, and look at what's uh, best there. So I, I think it's it could be very interesting to to see in which we're we're so used to maybe the the Jerry Jones uh, kind of show over the the last couple of decades or nearly three decades now but um maybe we'll see more of this in terms of um you know o- owners doing videos communicating with fans on Twitter and um getting very very involved in the day-to-day operations of their teams uh, I was just going to say on the Texans, like we're saying that they're, and Colin's right, they're, they obviously want to move on with the situation. It's dragged on for the bones of a year. They want to move on and, you know, move ahead with their plans for the draft and whatever they've got left in terms of free agent, but they're not going to trade them within the division. Like it's it's very clear. It's pretty much sense that you're going to the NFC and, you know, your one is your oyster on that side in terms of who's, who's coming for you, but you ain't going to a team in the division, which is admirable in a way because they're not going to be challenging, but they're certainly not going to allow them to be. They don't want to see him twice a year. They'll probably see him what, once every four years with the way the schedule works. But um, no, you're not getting it. Doesn't matter where we are in the division, you ain't going somewhere else in the division, which is good because they still have their minds around. They want to be competitive within the division. Let's uh, look at just some players that are still available because we're not back to Sunday again. And I'm sure a lot of stuff's going to happen. Just before we do that, there, Chris saying Colin Kaepernick training of Tyler Lockett, hashtag Seahawks, and the big emoji. I hope that you get the quarterback you want. That, that uh, was a, that did. was an interesting one, and just on kind of mm. in terms of um, you know, looks fresh. We talk, well, yeah, but more the <laughs> the Watson turning down the the Seahawks. So um, you know that that they obviously that may have featured in their thinking in terms of Russell Wilson that they would have a run at um at watson but he he shut that one down pretty quick so um what will did they, did they now look at the the market and say are we are we just gonna run it with with a draft or do they look to bring some somebody else in but it will be fascinating to see if they go the draft route um you know 70 year old pete carroll um, telling stories to uh, this new young um, rookie QB who who comes in. I can't wait to have Pete in the show, Brian. Pete will be on the show in a few a few weeks, so I can't wait for Brian. Colin might take the night off. Um, <laughs> here, you're going to look at like the free agents still available. Well, Obviously, I just think really it's, it's it's crazy in a way because we lead up to free agency and fans like kind of scrutinise the players that are available and who are the top ranked guys like Taron Armstead from the Saints. He's, he's obviously holding fire for significant money and hasn't materialized so far. Alan Robinson, who last year was the number one wide receiver, Tennessee obviously got tagged. Nothing so far. Honey Badger, who, you know, he's still got a lot to offer. You know, it was clear last night after seeing Reed come in from the Texans to the Chiefs and then obviously the Chiefs were lost more to the 49ers, which is go for the 49ers because they seem to be losing a lot of players over the past 48 hours. But um, you've got those players. You touched on Vaughn Miller. Players that we all felt would get snapped up quickly are still hanging around, and there's quite a few here on the list that are, you know, and imagine over the, over the course of the week, as you say, we're not coming back till Sunday. By Sunday, they might have found the home, but it's funny because the guys you expect to get snapped quickly doesn't necessarily be the case straight away. Well, there will definitely be no special uh, Paddy's Day show. We have a Paddy's Day show, which we'll share again on Paddy's Day, which is a great crack. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned him there now, Brian. It's been a long day. OBJ? Um, I'm gonna play roulette and say he stays in LA. I think he'll stay in LA. I I genuinely think he's in the, he's in the perfect market. You seen it last a few weeks ago. I where where is he gonna go? 
I mean, he's not going back to Cleveland, so who wants him and who wants his dad? No, he's he's also coming off a serious injury, which he got in mm-hmm. the Super So, like the Rams doctors right now are probably the ones who are doing the the medical stuff. I think he does. Why would he want to move on from there? Um, I know if we may not consider him the favorite for the Super Bowl now or next year, but they'll be challenging, and he's in a good spot, and he was really. He benefited really well towards the back end of the season. So for me, it's a given that he's, he's gone back. Where Vaughn is a bit touch and go, and I, like it's not against the runs possibility he goes back. I always felt Odell Beckham was more likely to be back than Vaughn. Yeah, Colm, I, I'd like to see Vaughn back in Denver. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't want to say anything or jinx over the next few days. Uh, here, Col- Brian mentioned the Rams there. Now, Andrew Whitworth retired today, which was expected. I, Colm, I think the, I think the Rams could be challenging. I mean, like the NFC at the minute is... Uh, is interesting like i mean they, they can we've seen teams like you know our our team in the 90s go and win it two years in a row it can be done it's just how they get that mix of players over the next few weeks but obviously with what we're retiring today and um, there's a gap they have to fill yeah and and i think the thing about what work going is you're you've got to fill the gap in his play because he is a very good player but also that leadership gap um you know i mean this is a, a walter payton man of the year award winner um this is a guy who commanded enormous respect in the the locker room and you know I, I think every team you can look at it and see um you know who the influential players are i, I for the Broncos I keep going back to they never replaced DeMarcus Ware and I think that had a, a huge impact I, I think Honey Badger leaving the the Chiefs it, it's going to be interesting obviously they brought in a really really good safety um, but he was the kind of heartbeat of that defense so who's going to um, take that that over um, that that I think is um, going to be interesting and um, you know, Bobby Wagner obviously moving on from the Hawks. Another they they've got to kind of find find a, another leader there. So I suppose the other one that that's and and Brian is right. Like you know, we all think beforehand, oh, these are big names, but a, a lot of teams are going to look at like what age are they? Are they on the upper? Are they on the down? And are you willing to take the risk? Stefan Gilmore. There's a, a guy who, you know, was like this time last year, you know, it was talk of all sorts of money that he that he might make. And then when he went to the Panthers, it just never really worked out. And and it'll, I'm interested to see what kind of money he can command uh, this this offseason. That's definitely one to, to keep an eye on. And um, the other, the an amusing um, uh, kind of... Um, interlude uh is um shots fired uh between the uh the saints and the falcons because uh jeff duncan who we've had on the the show uh tweeted uh, in relation to the sean watson and the battle for them and the fact that if the um if the falcons were able to get him ahead of the saints that it would ramp up the saints uh, falcons rivalry even more for these next few years and sean payton replied uh, within about 90 seconds saying rivalry question mark question mark question mark so uh even though sean is no longer the head coach uh he is uh enjoying poking fun at the falcons so we want we want orlando and uh Jeff Duncan to get in the ring and battle it out when they might end up burning. Thursday night football special at some point in November. Probably. The, the Gilmore one is interesting and I've been keeping an eye on it because um, a lot of talk. James Bradbury obviously is going to get traded from the Giants at some stage and it's a domino situation so a lot of people feel that once Gilmore goes some other team who's looking for a cornerback will step in and make that trade. Um, but look, we might see more over the course of the next 24 hours before it actually begins which is essentially free agency officially begins at 8 o'clock Irish time tomorrow evening. So still a bit to be done this week. Yes. Uh it's been it hasn't really been a frenzy sort of day. Like it's been it's been quite chill today, which is nice because yesterday was bananas. Like bananas. I, I thought today, I, I really thought today was gonna be crazy. I felt that yesterday would be what we were used to seeing, but I still felt it would to trickle down effect would still continue today. But it hasn't materialized, but that's look, we know it's coming tomorrow's another if we yeah, uh, if we maybe pick one more topic, lads, before we bounce on, or if you have another topic, go on, go on ahead. I mean, I've literally nowhere to go. I'm at home. I, yeah. I I'm gonna go on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, 
there was a lot of talk last week about Deshaun Watson. Like, you know, what the, this is why this is so intriguing. Like, last week we were saying about Russell Wilson, you get two firsts, two seconds, two years sort of hit. Like, just like Deshaun Watson, apparently, like, like the, the Texans are apparently looking for three firsts, at least two seconds. And apparently, like, they would be looking for a player like Christian McCaffrey's caliber off the Panthers. That's that's nuts. That's mad stuff. But, Colin, if you're a member of the other 31 teams or if you're a part of the other 31 teams, do you see value in going for a guy like McCaffrey who on his day can be one of the best in the league? Or are you concerned about injuries? Because, you know, for, for what we say about, like, you know, the running back situations in teams, it's the one position that you can test the waters and get a serviceable guy in. But when McCaffrey's unreal, he's, he's unreal. He is. He's, he's an exceptionally talented um, player and he can make magic happen. But the problem is if, if you're, if you have a huge amount of money tied up in him and he can't play that, that's a huge problem. I mean, you're talking about a guy who over the past, um, two seasons has played 10, 10 games uh, out, out of thir- 33. So, you know, he's, he's missed two thirds of, of those. And I think um, it, it's very harsh, but I think when it comes to paying running backs that second contract, you need to be very conscious of it. Derek Henry, as we've discussed previously, didn't play a whole lot for his first couple of years in the league. So he he didn't have maybe as many miles on, on the clock in, in the NFL. Um, now, I, I know, obviously, you play high school, you, you play college, but it's different when you get hit. And the amount of hits that a, a running back ha- has to, to take, so durability, um, you know, there's only one Frank Gore. Uh, so... I I would yeah I I, I mean may, maybe somebody's willing to to take a risk because of of what he can be capable of, but it it would be a, a huge concern to me, um, given the quality that comes through in the draft every single year and what you know rookie running backs are capable of, and in a in a league that you know does everything it can to make things easier for the the quarterbacks it is very difficult for running backs to to get paid for that that second and and third time there's marty um what marty think of the mccaffrey deal what i'd say about him that is i do think he might end up getting traded but i think it'd be very one of those july days where we don't we do where there's very little nfl news and just before training camp bang he's traded because what i think what the finest teams will reevaluate where they are after free agency and then after the draft and realize they don't feel they're comfortable going to the season what they have and they'll look at mccaffrey and despite the injuries they'll put out a tour or something like that and it'll be accepted or they might even reach with a second but that to me strikes as a team of i wouldn't put them at the same level but we touched on last week like son michelle went to the rams very very late in the in the summer because essentially well they had the injury um, the, the, the running back Akers Akers got injured he had the ACL and he looked like he was gone for the season came back won a Super Bowl but they made that deal and I think what you might find is some team that has an injury that they didn't expect will make that deal and I think it's a similar scenario with Saquon Barkley that's they're quite similar in a way you know similar they came into the league at a similar time a lot of injuries were, a lot was expected of them on their day can do a lot but the injuries have gr- it's been a grind and you're probably looking at a tour or four round at, at best for, for those guys, which is crazy when four or five years ago they were supposed to be the face of the franchise for both teams. But look, injured players, the next 24 hours, the next 48 hours, by the time we come back Sunday, I'd imagine we'll have a list as long as you're around with players that have gone to places we didn't expect and have got a lot more money than we didn't expect. But uh, free agency week is always crazy. Frenzy indeed. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I want to hear Brian's thoughts on Sunday, but when Tyrod Taylor is going to start for the Giants. I week, one. Week, week one. Just, I've just seen his contract. It's definitely week one. He's, he's That's he's, a high-level backup, boys. But, well, well, uh, I just said earlier on the show they didn't want to pay it to Trubisky, and they've, uh, they've given him more than Trubisky, so there you go. That would just puncture your own. He's, he's only, only five and a half a year, no? 70 million over two years. 
17 million with incentives, five five and a half. Over uh, okay, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Look, it's 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 an interesting contract. I can I take this opportunity to wish uh, you lads and everyone watching and listening a very happy St Patrick's Day. Take care of yourselves and don't do anything I wouldn't do and have a very safe and blessed day. Uh, we all know the significance of this St Patrick's Day because we couldn't leave the house the last two years. Uh, for anyone wondering why we done this every day of the week last year. <laughs> For Frenzy, it's because we had nowhere to go. But now I'm realizing, boys, this is hard work talking with these guys. It's been good cracked over the last couple of days. Uh, appreciate everyone listening, watching, to all the sponsors, the Trust, Mini Arcade Systems, College Football Classic. To you lads and to the special guest. Uh, who, what was the name again last night? M Matthew? Mark. Mark. <laughs> coming on for, for Collie Wolf. Uh, lads, uh, take care. Enjoy parties. Yeah. Well, one, one, yeah. one quick thing. I one, one guy, and it made me laugh earlier um, because I saw somebody put it out, and I imagine it was his agent. But I imagine he's going to enjoy Paddy's Day, Jadavian Clowney, um, and somebody put out saying, "Oh, Jadavian's going to take his time. He wants to assess his his options." Um, it's well known, Jadavian Clowney hates um, OTAs. He hates training camp. He always. Uh, leaves it uh, until the the last minute, and I would I would love to have that luxury. I salute Jadavian Clowney in uh, the way he goes about his business because he doesn't like uh, training camp. He's able to avoid it. He still gets played and uh, paid, and he goes out there and, and does it uh, on, on the field in order to get a new contract the next year. Happy days. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, also, big, big thanks to Mark Hogan for the graphics today and yesterday. Uh, great work, social, everything, lads, been great crack. Thanks to everyone watching. Thanks to Marty on the wheel. And we will see you uh, on Sunday, apparently at 9 p.m. That is 5 p.m. Eastern and 2 p.m. Pacific and 10 No, No shows, but we will keep rolling the page with all, this, with all the deals as they, as they happen. If, yes, we will try our best. Mr. Rappaport with, with, with the retweets. Lads, uh, ha have a good night. Folks, thanks for watching. Happy Paddy's Day. Keep her lit Sunday.